Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Pierre, and joining me as always is Connor. <laughs> Tim! Tim's really? here! Can't tell if that was a joke or not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, just go, let's go with intentional joke. Yeah, so it was an intentional okay. joke. I, to, to poke fun at you, that's all. Alright, fair. Yes, I'm not going delusional. I'm not saying the wrong names. <laughs> Facts. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is a horror movie podcast uh we get together we talk about horror films we've watched this quite that simple uh we just had werewolf month but we're kind of spilling it over a little bit into into may here because we're going to talk about another werewolf movie because we wanted to tackle some 2020 movies that we felt were worth going back and checking out mm-hmm. uh, by the time you're seeing this obviously it's may so it's a bit but this is actually just the start of january for us recording so we're kind of still in 2020 catch-up mode uh so we're looking today at the wolf of snow hollow uh, which is the last film starring Robert Forster because he passed away mm. uh, not long after making this. Uh, he's an actor I like quite a bit. I just watched Jackie Brown again uh, just before Christmas, so oh, nice. uh, which is one of his big movies, one of his big roles. Yeah. Uh, but he's this great. is yeah. written, directed, and starring Jim Cummins as uh, the the son of the sheriff, played by Robert Forster, who is basically acting sheriff because Robert Forster's getting mm. old and can't really quite handle the job anymore. Um, and there is some murders that seem to be werewolf-esque in nature happening around their town of Snow Hollow. And he is this alcoholic cop trying to keep himself together <laughs> and solve the crimes. He's been sober for three years, it's worth mentioning. He's not like, you know, mm-hmm. you know the movie starts with him in a, in a, in a meeting talking about his, uh, his current status. But that is the basic gist of the film. It is definitely horror and comedy. There's a lot of uh, funny stuff here. And I think the first thing I'll say is that there's there's some warning signs almost here, and I think even Jim Cummings would would understand why I think this is a warning sign that I see his name as writer, director, and star because when I see that, I immediately think of I don't know the room, <laughs> I think of Neil Breen, you know, I, I think of these other people who who write, direct, and put themselves in movies as uh, the mm. lead stars and um. I'm like, oh, is it going to be one of these? Is it going to be this weird, egotistical, auteur, <laughs> you know, full movie? So, but without further ado, I'll ask Tim his, uh, his basic opinion. What do you think of The Wolf <laughs> of Snow Hollow? I don't, uh, why, I don't know why that sounds insulting. Like, my, my opinion is basic. I don't know. <laughs> like, what are you trying uh, to get at? Meaning that we'll expand upon it through conversation later. I just want a gist of how you feel. The basic opinion. Okay. That's not... Alright, well, you, you never say it like that. I don't know. For some reason, I, I take offense <laughs> well, to I it. Well, I also called you Connor this episode, so clearly <laughs> my head's not screwed up straight. <laughs> Dear Lord. Uh, Alright, so... I freaking love this movie. I thought it was uh, fantastic. I... I mean, God, it's refreshing to watch a comedy that's actually funny. I, like, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm laughing at this movie. This is great. It's not just like a bunch of you know yeah like stupid people trying to talk like they're online <laughs> you know like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah i don't know I, I feel like so many so much like horror comedy is always like a very like there's a, a lot of times it's very like meta and winky and there's like a, a lot of like youthfulness to it like where, where like characters will be going like omg i am like hashtag scared af or whatever <laughs> like i don't know and that, that comedy just doesn't really work for me i think this was like genuinely funny um 
maybe I, I just uh, appreciate comedy more that is about like a man breaking down. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can relate to it. As yeah, someone exactly. who's broken down multiple times throughout his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like, I, I mean, yeah, it's definitely not for everyone. I think this is, I guess you would probably say maybe it's a little bit more of like a dry comedy or something. Uh, you know, because it's, yeah, it's not like over the top or wacky, but I thought there, yeah, was a lot of very funny moments. And I, I think, um, yeah, like uh, Jim Cummings just does like a great job of a man who just constantly seems like he's on, you know, the edge of just exploding, <laughs> which he does do like, you know, sometimes in the movies. But I yeah, I mean, I had a blast with it. And then, you know, e even you take the comedy stuff aside, though, just as a movie, I found it compelling. Uh, I thought the characters were interesting. I thought the horror stuff worked. Uh, if you are going to make a complaint since this is a horror show, you could say maybe there was a little light on horror but it you know it doesn't really bother i think you know as long as you know that going in i don't think you know that's that big a deal um because it is definitely more of an exploration of this town and uh you know this character than i think it is you know like a huge gory bloody werewolf movie yeah uh, but i do think the werewolf stuff uh still works and uh and i think it's a very pretty movie like i liked a lot of the shots like in the mm -hmm. snow and some of the big landscape but uh yeah, I mean, I, I was looking forward to this. I had heard good things. I, you know, I think we we're both pretty positive on the trailer. Um, maybe still a little skeptical, but at least intrigued. And I, I'm very glad to say that it uh, it totally won me over, uh, at, you know, pretty early on, too. I was like, oh, I I am digging this, and it's uh, quite a nice ride. Yeah, I, I think one of the things you said there about comedies <laughs> specifically is you, you mentioned how it's not a comedy let's try to be meta or wink wink and i think just to expand upon that more to the point it's not really a comedy about a, it's, it's not meant to be like a comedy version of a werewolf movie the comedy doesn't have yes. anything to do with the werewolf parts it's just yeah. more it's more about the comedy is based entirely about who the main character is and how he's interacting with the world and i think the you know just my, my opinion of the movie is i actually agree it's really good i i think <laughs> because it it, it everything about it from the movie by the time i got to the ending i kind of realized what it was doing what the metaphor was how it was relating to the main yes. character what he was going through and why the whole story <laughs> of the werewolf and his you know because because one of the the jokes of the movie and this was in the trailer is that everyone else in the town almost immediately says oh it's a werewolf <laughs> and he's the one guy saying no there's no such thing as werewolves <laughs> like we're yeah. going to solve this because one, one of the lines in the trailer that's really, that is a kind of a funny line is when he says no it's a man and i'm going to find him and i'm going to kill bring him to justice <laughs> you know, it's, so you have this character who's on the edge and who is constantly uh like you say the way he responds to people his performance is very good and i think what separates mr cummings here from your your wiseos and your greens and your other such <laughs> auteurs, auteurs. <laughs> is that i feel like he had a story to tell about his character that he he tells throughout every single frame of this movie if i have honestly i agree the movie looks really nice as well the only the only critique i have is this is a really weird one but for some reason in the opening titles i felt like mm. it was fading between locations far too quickly it was just like when fades, it was, okay as soon as i got a gist of what the image i was looking at it was faded into something else i was like all right slow it down slow it down let me <laughs> let me absorb the images a little bit but yeah. that's basically where my complaints from a directorial point of view end because yeah. Uh, from there, I found everything with the main character of, uh, I think his name's John Marshall, if I remember correctly. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, everything with him and the way he interacts with people 
Uh, right from the opening scene, where I'll try and keep specifics to uh, you know a low till we get to spoilers because we'll all mm-hmm. warn you, of course, before we get to spoilers. But in the opening scenes of his you know character when he's at an <coughs> A meeting uh, and he's talking about uh, being focused, as he's talking about how it's important to be focused and that's how you beat uh, addiction. He's literally mm-hmm. starting to lose focus because he's hearing things in the corner, <laughs> and it's just it's a perfect <laughs> summation for kind of what this you know because this movie ultimately about is is his alcoholism is about who he is as a character and more than it's about anything else there is a murder mystery going on there is scenes where people are realizing they're being stalked by a werewolf or whatever and there is other things and so and it's it's such a great metaphor too because i I don't know if you know other people have done this before but like a werewolf is the perfect monster for that because you know werewolf is all about losing control and you uh know alcoholism is all about yeah like you know you're succumbing to the the drink to becoming a monster and um yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure people have you know, put the, those two together before, but yeah, I can't really think of any other yeah. examples. It works great. And even the idea that he's the one who says that he doesn't believe there's no such thing as werewolves, mm-hmm. it's almost like him denying the alcoholic side of him, even though he's supposed to be accepting of that. <coughs> uh, yeah, there's, and it, it, there's more to it as well that I can't get to till spoilers that kind of also makes sense in a lot of ways. But and, and And you know what's great is, like, it's also, like, it's it's like a believable level of reality. Like, cause it does sound like, okay. It, it's not like an over the top wackiness where, you know, th- these people are believing it's a werewolf, but it's not like, you know, it, it's not like from an unbelievable kind of place. And it's not like the characters are super weird and wacky that you're like, okay, yeah, I can see nah, why that guy would believe it's a, a werewolf. It's almost more like it's kind of just, you know them like almost like kind of ribbing them and and the, that kind of thing there's a dry yeah. quirkiness to it but it's not overly yeah. quirky it's it's not phil fargo there's a little fargo yeah, yeah. but not phil fargo <laughs> um why is one, like, one of the things that was consistent in this movie for me was that i for some reason anytime anyone in this movie gets slapped in the face i thought it was hilarious <laughs> and it happens quite a bit uh, yeah. I don't. I, I shouldn't give any specific shit because uh, we're not in spoilers. But I, anytime someone got smacked in the face, I, I was finding myself enjoying it. Uh, maybe yeah. I'm a sadist. I'm, I'm not sure. But <laughs> <laughs> but every time well, it was the, funny. <laughs> yeah, and like the funny thing is, you know the you know main character John, like you know he gets so much like uh you know shit throughout the movie, but like he deserves it. But it, it's all it's always funny. Uh, but it's also like, well, yeah, he kind of deserves that. But. <laughs> And like, there's also like a lot of like, you know, like the townsfolk like being very kind of like, uh, how do you want to describe it? Like, um, be, I feel like being very like forceful with the police and like constantly like telling them like how bad they are at their jobs and like how fast that they would have already solved it. And like, e- even though you know they're not doing it anything, but I, don't know, I just found all, all that stuff great. And you know, I'm. It, it always sounds pretentious, you know, when you say this, but like, you know, the town really did feel like a character, you know, like it's, or at least like the town's folk or, yeah, or something, no, no. I guess you could say. No, it did. I don't think that sounds pretentious. I, I, I but maybe I'm too pretentious to consider that a pretentious I, thought, but. I, I, well, I mean, I don't, the, it, I don't think it's uh, pretentious to think that, but I feel like if you are making a joke about someone being pretentious, that's kind of like the go-to mm. line, you know, you always take, but. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I mean, you get a real sense of the town through all the characters who end up either being victims or, or survivors or or witnesses to things. Um, and, it, you know, it's a short movie. It's very brisk as well. Like, it, it flies yeah. in. It's like 83 minutes, and it just 
goes uh and because it's so funny and because it, it does this thing typically from a an editing style where typically not counting the first time because it has like a cold open with a couple of characters who get attacked eventually and it kind of build it, it slowly builds up to the attack with the first pair the rest of the characters who are attacked throughout the film it does this thing where it'll start intercutting with the oh, reaction yeah. of john when he finds out there's been another murder and it'll sort of like bounce back between them so it'll actually cut to him in a really sort of like i don't know mundane conversation but he's kind of but he's being kind of funny because he's getting angry uh when he's you know there's a lot of things where he's not really paying attention or really acknowledging the things he's supposed to be acknowledging or the focus that he's supposed to have isn't there an example is the first time we meet his daughter because he's got a daughter with his ex-wife and his daughter's been dropped off with him at the diner and she's staying with him over christmas or whatever because uh, the movie ends around New Year's, give or take. So mm-hmm. it's not overly Christmassy, but there is a couple of references in the background to it being that time of year. Um, yeah. But, you know, when he, he sits down and he says hi to his daughter, he immediately stops paying attention to his daughter and just starts arguing with her mother almost instantly. <laughs> and it's kind of, again, it's reinforcing this idea that he's kind of, he takes for granted the things that are supposed to be important to him. And he, he doesn't, mm-hmm. he keeps saying that he's ready to be the sheriff of the town, but he, he's never convincing when he says it. He always sounds on edge. He gets really, and I love this. But he gets angry at people for for not doing their jobs properly. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a deputy who says something out loud in front of the press guy at a crime scene, and he immediately just says, "Hey, you know, whatever the deputy's name is, over here." And you're like, "Oh God, he's going to like." And there is there's like a really funny scene that's intercut with a, with a, the next scene of him just like having a slap fight with this and what i thought was funny about it though is that he sort of slaps the deputy i think he slaps him first and the deputy well at first he's with a superior so he's kind of scared after the first hit he takes off his jacket he's ready to go he's ready to go with the main character because he's totally a shit bag and the whole thing just comes across as really funny and uh, like it's kind of there throughout with, with that kind of stuff um and it has this energy because it's constantly just got this edge of comedy on top of whatever it's doing but it's constantly yeah. saying something about the main character it's constantly telling us that he's losing his temper or that he's blaming everyone else for things that are wrong or he's not willing to accept the possibilities that people are presenting to him you know mm-hmm. he's, he's such a pedantic dick when it comes to um you know like someone says oh you know maybe i shouldn't take fingerprints off this because you know we didn't find them in anything else so why would you leave them here and i actually agree with the main character of john that you should still check just in case just in case the killer messed up you still check yeah. for prints but he, he doesn't say, say that he doesn't say oh no we should still check you know let's do the job properly mm. he says he, he's really he's a dick about it. he's like oh i'm sorry did you not take a computer science yeah. course because you're shit at this you're shit at this i think yeah like, i think at like some point he's like do you have something else to do today like what are you doing like this is your job do your job yeah but he's always entertaining and i think that's the thing we need to make clear here is no matter how much of a dick he's being he's always entertaining to watch he's, yeah. a, he's a very lovable asshole uh yeah throughout this well maybe not lovable but he's he's entertaining <laughs> to watch at the very least maybe maybe the lovable is not the right term yeah, it, it, it's kind of a hard balance. Like, it's the, you know, it's, it's something like a, It's Always Sunny kind of does it to perfection where it's like, mm. wow, these are horrible people, but you, you just love watching them. And, uh, yeah, I think that is sometimes a hard thing to pull off. Like, you know, some movies just have these people that are like, I don't like this person. This is entertaining, but it's like, yeah, he he's obviously like a horrible person, but you do feel very captivated by him. Like, anytime he's on screen and, um, and, and I like that, 
you know, it's he, he does yell quite a bit, but it's not like his character is constantly yelling. Like, I like when he does the, you know, sometimes when he, he's just doing like the more subtle, like, uh, OK, I'm, I'm trying to maintain my cool <laughs> and like, you know, being yeah, like just a, a little more calmer. <laughs> one of the little things that I like that he does, he does this thing where he kind of refocuses himself in the middle of a sentence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where he'll sort of realize <laughs> something someone's just said, and he'll kind of be like, Wait, what was that? <laughs> but he'll, he won't say that. He'll say, but he sort of like he's, he's saying something, but then he realizes that he's just been offended by something. So he'll he'll sort of like recalibrate for a second, and then sort of yeah. go into the the dickish comment that he wants to go into. Um, so it's very it's funny because this will not be in order. We we just recorded a review for something else you'll get uh, in a week or two. But I think it's worth mentioning one of the things we were talking about in that movie is how so many movies that came out now are dull or lack a vision or character. And this movie has character and it has vision and oh, it has, yeah. you know, it has this director who happens to also be the star of the movie and the writer, but <laughs> it clearly has a vision of like talking about a subject, in this case, alcoholism and addiction mm-hmm. and what that does to a person and how that's like, you know, two sides of them and how, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, he's, he's got a lot to say about the subject and he wants to do it through this lens, through this quirky werewolf horror comedy lens. And the movie's always about that. And because it's got this focus and because it's always about that and it's not, it's not like, it doesn't want to stop for five minutes to do some like shitty werewolf jokes, you know? <laughs> exactly. Every, yeah. every joke that it makes, it's, it's got a purpose and mm-hmm. that focus is, is refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're refreshed because it's actually funny, which I agree is refreshing because <laughs> a lot of comedies aren't these days, but yeah. it's refreshing because everything, the, the, all the humor has a purpose mm-hmm. and that is worth so much. So, yeah. Because of that, and then because we're also talking about werewolves and we're talking about, uh, you know, werewolf attacks, and, we, you know, we have some scenes where people are in cars and there's, you know, it looks like a werewolf's, like, up against the side of the car and they're freaking out and uh, there's these moments. Like, those moments work. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, like, so. the, like he, he also does, uh, like, again, you know, I'd probably say, like, you know, the focus isn't exactly at the horror, but when they do have the horror scenes, I do find them effective. Um uh, there's something I really want to say about the werewolf, but I can't. You can't yeah. without going into spoilers. But uh, you know, but I mean, I I do like that stuff. And then yeah, there's also some like emotional stuff too that I think genuinely works. Like when the you know Robert For- uh, Forster's uh, character, you know, is like having health troubles. Like uh, yeah, that stuff is actually like yeah, pretty affecting. And uh, I-, I think that has like an extra layer because we he did pass away. Yeah before this movie right. came out so the fact that his character in the movie his whole thing is that he's getting old and he has health issues it's kind of like oh this is kind of sad because he actually probably yeah. was going through health issues in real life yeah. because this was close to death so uh it's a shame but you know yeah. he's, he's a dependable role and uh he's good here uh actually another actor in here that i really like is uh sort of the other main deputy uh the the female deputy played by mm-hmm. ricky lindhorn um Lindholm, sorry, yes. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, she, uh, Rob Robson, her name is, Detective Robson. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a couple of times, she's like the one character in this movie who seems to be kind of friends with, with Marshall. And what mm-hmm. I like about her is that there's a couple of times in this movie, and there's one that I can remember specifically, where he has this realisation that women might have been mistreated for a long time and he says yeah, something yeah. to the effect of you know do you think that's been that way for women ever since like, the medieval times and he just turns and looks yeah. at her and she just has this cold stare <laughs> and he that actually and he backs down and it's, it's almost like 
like he, he he gets angry with everyone he starts hitting people he'll start yelling at people but she has this look she can give him when he's crossed the line and he realizes he's crossed the line that's legitimately really funny um yeah and but but at the same time you get it, it's because she cares about him and i think that's the thing is that there's so many characters around them who seem to want to care about him and they're trying to throughout the movie that you kind of try to as well even though he's a complete dick which is why it kind of works with the metaphor of uh like you know the alcoholism and you know the idea of the werewolf yeah. being this 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 side of him that no one wants to see and he has to kind of you know uh acknowledge it and so on and so on so uh that's just really good so we should probably, we probably get to spoilers soon but is that tell you what to yeah. say before we get into spoilers i don't know just so you bring that stuff up too like i, I think there's um there's probably like an interesting angle to where you can maybe talk a little bit about like toxic masculinity uh because mm-hmm. yeah. like it does feel like a lot of this is uh like women pain for like men's mistakes because like all the victims are like female yeah that's and... true uh, even some of the stuff <laughs> with uh his daughter with uh marshall's mm-hmm. daughter i think there's a bit of an arc yeah. there with how he treats her and how he talks to her that i think is there in the film yeah. so you're right i wasn't even thinking about it that way but you're right there is kind of a like uh, it's it kind of funny yeah it's it kind of funny because like my wife brought it up because like with the you know i think it's too spoilery to talk about kind of you know the opening like a little bit like you have this uh very uh we describe him as like a a woke jock bro kind of guy uh who <laughs> yeah, he, he's very broy, but like it's like oh, okay but he is kind of woke and stuff but you know he's like getting kind of arguing and getting into a fight with these two kind of like um you know hick kind of townsy people um and, then, and it's like he's the one that kind of instigating these fights and stuff but then like it's his uh you know uh girlfriend or, or whatever that actually like ends up you know kind of paying the price uh you know without you know getting like too spoilery and stuff yeah, but, yeah there's I like mean, stuff like that that it's like oh it's kind of funny <laughs> how they're doing that yeah it's yeah there's definitely something in there and it's definitely part of the arc as well for the main character is the idea yeah, yeah. of like letting something go and not letting mm-hmm. everything be your problem uh yeah. immediately is, is kind of part of the arc so um yeah so I'll, I'll thank our patreon producers at the time of recording of course this has been recorded way in advance but uh mm. uh here's our our patreon producers so thank you to tyler hess and the palaceus david sharp born now al tribesman christopher moy brett williams and david brown thank you to you guys uh that is all of our patrons at 20 dollars or more but you can of course support us for as little as one dollar per month at patreon.com slash tv uh, and get a warm fuzzy feeling a milder fuzzy feeling you may say uh, <laughs> in your stomach for supporting all the content including screens <coughs> but also all the other shows we do at Mailfuzz tv uh, at one dollar you get access to the, the all the bonus episodes we've ever done for streams after midnight uh, those will be coming back sometime uh, late spring once tim's back from pater- paternity leave but there is a, a back catalog to discover. There's a bonus episodes of the Ace going up at that tier as well. So you can go and have a look and see all that stuff if you want. At the $5 tier, you do get early access to Screams After Midnight by a day. Uh, all the episodes as well as some other stuff. So go and have a look and see if you're interested in keeping all the content coming and supporting everything. And of course, if you can't do any of that, don't feel too bad. You can hit the like button. You can comment. You can share. You can subscribe. All these things do help. Uh, so please do. So... Uh, there you go. So full spoilers from this point on for The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Um, and I think... Oh, actually, before I get to the serious stuff, uh, I, I, I just... <laughs> I, I did... So one, one of the townsfolk that give Marshall some shit is the coroner. Uh, and I laughed quite a bit <laughs> when... Marshall gives him some shit about not having an autopsy done in time or like getting mm. stuff done or something. And basically the coroner just goes... <laughs> It's 
Oh, how does he clap again? Like, <laughs> it's your job to catch the suspects or something Suspect. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, exactly. <laughs> the clap may be a little bit off, but he sort of claps yeah. as he's saying it, and it really made me, because immediately John just slaps him in the face, and yeah. they start like having a tussle, and the cops have to pull him back. And it yeah. just, it really made me laugh. <laughs> and I think, like, uh, I, I, I could be wrong, but I think, like, yeah, they have their little tussle, and then I, I think after they kind of pull him apart, like, one of the first things John says is, like, I'm a good father. Which is like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that reminds me actually, because it's him. Because it turns out later on, he's the one who threw the beer bottle at the cop car yeah. earlier on. Oh yeah. And that that was the other time that uh, the the lady cop uh, gave him this stare yeah. because he, t- he, t- he gets out the car and says, "Who would want to throw a beer bottle at a cop car?" Yeah. And she just gives him this look. How how like out of touch are you? with yeah. people <laughs> yeah that was another like it's not like a huge recurring thing but i do like that there was a little bit of like this disconnect where like you know especially you know with the times as they are now like mm. you know uh that I, like any time that he like didn't really understand why people might not like cops or you know like be like mistrustful or disrespectful of them like i always thought that was funny like he's oh yeah he's like kind of like so full of himself that he's like oh yeah what especially like yeah that was like the big lie like yeah why, why would someone throw a beer bottle at a cop car i thought that was great yeah obviously um, the, the one about like uh the suffering of women obviously was more personal and yeah. it was it had an extra bit of a sting to the stare but this one was also pretty funny this was the first one this one this one kind of set up the not a gag but the running kind yeah. of idea uh, I, I think another like really big laugh for me when he uh, was when he was like researching werewolves in the library and the like library oh, yes! li- librarian just comes That's over to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he falls asleep in the library reading about werewolves because he's starting to finally accept that maybe there's something, or at, least, at the very least, maybe he'll find a clue of catching the killer if 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 it is a person who's pretending yeah. to be a wolf. And uh, the librarian comes up and like wakes him up because his police radio keeps talking. It's like someone's <laughs> trying to talk to him in the police radio. And as he's walking out, he's like, hey, you know, whatever the guy's name is, he's like, hey, yeah. librarian, like, word of advice, next time a police officer comes and asks to get a bunch of spooky books out on some supernatural stuff, maybe don't sneak up on them and wake them up. Uh, because if it was anyone but me, if that had been one of my deputies, that might have been a shooting. It's like really, sir? It's like yeah, you're lucky. And he walks off, and I'm like, this guy is such full of shit. Yeah. The self-importance is just off the charts, and I, I, I think that is one of the themes of the movie: is the idea of self-importance. And because because yeah. that opening scene with the couple who are you know they're renting a cabin, you know, in this town, and they go to this this uh you know bar diner place, uh. And he speaks up, he starts arguing with this guy who's leaving because he hears a, a you know, a, a homophobic slur uh, mm-hmm. on, on their way out. And he turns around and, like, has to say, hey, buddy, can't... And the, the girlfriend's like, I'll oh, just leave it, just, you know, calm down, we're not involved. It's, you know, it's obviously shitty, but it's just yeah. a couple of random rough guys. Like, what's the point of picking a fight here? You're not really going to achieve anything. Like, it'd be yeah. different if they were picking on someone or something and there was, like, a reason to step in, but they're, they're just being assholes talking and- to each other. Yeah, and also they're they're in a restaurant, like, because one of the first things he says is like, "Hey, uh, you guys mind keeping it down?" Which is just like, "Well, yeah, at a restaurant, like people are gonna talk <laughs> at a yeah, restaurant." Yeah, yeah. Like- <laughs> um, I mean, I think where where your wife's analysis falls apart a bit here is that I, I don't think her killing has anything to do with that. <laughs> well, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, at first, you're thinking it's retaliation for this that these assholes right. came and did something, but no, it's just, it's, you know, it's a separate thing. You know, it's just yeah. just the werewolf. Uh, quotation marks it's actually kind of funny <laughs> that we extended werewolf month by a week so we could do this movie but it turns out that it's technically not a werewolf so, movie 
so here was something um that i was gonna say but I, again I didn't, I didn't want to you know until we we're in spoilers yeah but, we're, uh, we're spoilers let it fly let it let it so, go as a, you know, at, like sometimes, you know, when we're watching these movies, like sometimes I'll, you know, start to like form thoughts in my head that I'm like, oh, okay, this, I want to bring this up on the show or that whatever. Must be a blah, new blah. experience for you, Tim. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> when they, like those first couple of scenes where we see the werewolf, I was like, you know, uh, I, I started going like, wow, this is like one of the best werewolf suits we've seen <laughs> in a werewolf movie in a long time. And like, I was, I was thinking like, you know, I can't wait to bring up on the show, like how refreshing it is to have a werewolf movie where the werewolf suit actually looks good, but <laughs> then it doesn't even end up being an actual werewolf. It turns out to be a guy in a suit. Yeah. Uh, just a creepy serial killer in a suit who's got like a weird fetish or something. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's shot well. I think that's the big thing, is that it's kept out of yeah. focus, you know, it's in the background, or it's quick cuts. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's how you should suit a crappy werewolf suit, which, I mean, it never looks crappy in this because we never get a chance yeah. to see it look crappy, uh, which is True. the, the yeah. thing. Because even at the end, when we see the guy running about with it on, he's not had time to put the head on, so he's just running around in yeah. the body part. <laughs> so it's kind of like yeah. whatever. Um, this is what I was getting to earlier. I was saying about how, okay, so the idea of the, the wolf side, because... First of all, when he goes and talks to the guy who turns out to be the werewolf, the taxidermist, the taxidermist yeah. enables his drinking because he offers him some booze, right? So that's like, mm -hmm. first of all, the idea that he's also like, you know, got this alternate side, right? He's an enabler. Yeah. Um, but I think the idea that it turns out that, so the idea that I said that the metaphor works because the werewolf, he has to accept that the werewolf exists. The fact that mm -hmm. it turns out to be more of a metaphor because there, there is no real werewolf, it is still just a man also mm -hmm. works for the metaphor because it is still just you we can we can talk about how okay the werewolf represents <coughs> the alcoholic side or more mm -hmm. specifically when he's drinking right the idea that when he drinks he becomes someone else and i think one of the more powerful scenes in the movie is when he does eventually break and have booze and his daughter sees him like that and has to carry mm -hmm. him up to his bed and uh you know he, he falls on the the oven door he does he falls on the <laughs> oven door and he, he throws a bottle at the the, the mirror uh, yeah. And she's she basically she's, she's so scared of him being like this and seeing him this this way that she just says please go to sleep because the yeah. idea being that when once he wakes up he'll be back to being himself again he won't be the werewolf anymore he'll be him, um, yeah. and I think using that as the metaphor here and as as it was clicking in the final act that that's really what the movie was doing is that everything is about the fact that his alcohol side is the werewolf and he has to accept that it exists and uh, he has to sort of acknowledge it and keep control of it uh, like really worked for me um you know yeah. it, so you know i like that yeah no i yeah i totally agree it's uh I, again it's like a very um i, I don't think i i like realize right off the bat but yeah at some point in the movie i kind of like flip my switch i'm like oh I, I get what they're doing and it's like oh yeah no this works great yeah i think it was as the daughter stuff was coming more into it you know because he was getting yeah. it was it was more and more doing things throughout the movie that were questionable and mm -hmm. There's obviously the big scene where, like, the daughter... In fact, one of the funny scenes, actually, is the, one of the first times he speaks to the daughter when she's at his place <coughs> is he comes in and says, Hey, honey, uh, no big deal, but do you still have that pepper spray that I bought you? <laughs> and she's trying to look for it throughout the, the, the drawer, and she's not quite finding it. And he's like, eh, it's not a big deal, seriously. There's nothing to worry about, honey, but find it and keep it on you at all times. Promise me you'll do that. <laughs> Which really made me laugh. <laughs> uh, I think like uh, even earlier earlier on too, like when they're at the diner with the ex-wife and stuff, I, I think he even does like say something like, I don't know, like 
like you wanted to say with me, like it's dangerous. There's a serial killer out here. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to catch him. Obviously I'm going to protect her, but I don't know. Do you want her? Like, it's, uh, I What's love it? that I mean, idea of like, what well, once, once it clicks later on, what they're doing with the metaphor, it does sound like an alcoholic talking about how, that's like, true, yeah. don't worry yeah. don't yeah don't worry like they'll be fine they'll, they'll, you know yeah. I, I won't drink obviously i'm going to be fine and not drink but yes i'm an yeah. alcoholic and it, like, it, it does kind of sound like it like an alcoholic justifying things uh, or even like a, good, yeah. someone who's drunk kind of talking in some ways so uh, not yeah. that he's drunk at that point you know, he, he very specifically breaks down and drinks uh you mm. know part way into the movie when, <laughs> when stuff goes down mm. and there's been more killings and stuff but um but there's a scene where she goes to meet a boyfriend uh and they're in a car and there's already been like you know three or four murders by this point and there's a great scene where the boy's actually kind of nervous because he thinks there's someone looking at them and she looks out the window and sees a neighbor but the neighbor's not like looking at him going oh you disgusting teenagers she's like pointing and she's on the phone calling the police and she's like like she's like pointing over yeah <laughs> and they realize a wolf and like obviously john gets the call he, he rushes over in the car with his shotgun and he's shooting at the wolf uh, and the wolf runs off and then you just hear dad and he's, he just freezes because he hears the word dad and i think this is why the metaphor works so well is because this is the idea that like his daughter and his police work aren't supposed to mix right the idea and yeah. and, and this works in a literal sense yes obviously as a father you wouldn't want your teenage daughter to show up in the middle of a crime scene <laughs> where you're actively shooting a suspect right right <laughs> that's obviously something you don't want them to be there but his reaction like he's been caught in the midst of like what he does it's almost like his police work has become his new alcohol and yeah. that's the that's thing that he, point, yeah. he obsesses over so this moment where he, she says dad and he kind of freezes mm-hmm. and he's like you can't be here right now you know I, I'm, I'm i'm working and she says we're not even going to ask if i'm okay so again yeah. think about someone who's drunk who's an alcoholic who isn't going to ask about your well-being who does seem to forget about normal things they're supposed to do and doesn't <coughs> like, concern themselves with things and this is actually even though it's like a really well done scene from like a serious point of view it is still quite funny when she says, "I'm hurt, Dad, take me to the effing hospital," and just like slams the car door, like she's like, yeah. she's, like she's got a point. Like even though she's a teenage girl who's been caught in her underwear with a boy, she has the mm-hmm. upper hand in the entire scene because he comes off being the, the one who's out of control, the one who's, who's aimlessly trying to do something and is failing miserably, uh, yeah. at it. So, it's a nice callback to uh towards the end when um yeah he's like yeah facing the you know, werewolf serial killer and um the uh the other officer comes out and one of the first you know after they kind of take care of the killer like one of the first things she does is ask if he's okay yeah yeah uh yeah again yeah pay up pay up you know set up and pay up is what i'm trying to say there's yeah. a lot of self pay up <laughs> in this movie um and you talk about how like the idea of like him being so egotistical and self-absorbed that he thinks he knows best for his daughter at all times um how in a in a a subtle way even though it's not completely unsympathetic the guy at the start kind of picking this fight when he should kind of let it go uh like it comes across okay he's attacking he's not attacking but he's he's bringing someone into a conversation because he's heard a slur and Mm -hmm. it sounds kind of noble at face value and it is to an extent but at the same time it feels Mm -hmm. like he's doing it more of a macho kind of i want to be the tough guy here even if it's for a good reason um mm-hmm. so at the end of the movie when they drop off the girl you know his daughter at college right and we find out that the, <laughs> uh, the uh, lady detective whose name i keep forgetting uh robson uh that she's become sheriff because she clearly should have been she's the one who's keeping yeah, her, she's a cool head competent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's competent um but you know john's there and there's a moment where and i actually thought he didn't mean this but he says oh i left protection for you in the top drawer and she's like oh that's disgusting dad 
And I was actually surprised when she did pull out some condoms, even though there was something else there that she... We never get to see it. She just looks down and she, she sort yeah. of looks like, shocked at whatever else is there. But <laughs> it's this idea of, like, him, you know, you know, letting go of the control and saying, no, you're... You, you can make this choice for yourself now, so... Uh, I'll just be an awkward dad and give you some condoms. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's the same way when he's walking out the building at the end of the movie is there's a couple of like, dushy college boys walking past and they, oh yeah, all the freshmen are here, all that fresh meat, oh, we're going to, you, know, yeah. you know, have sex with all these little sluts or something like that as he's walking yeah. past. And there's a moment where he just sort of stops in the steps and it's like, is he going to turn around and like punch them? Is he going to turn around and punch these idiots? But he, he doesn't. He makes the right choice. Says no. Of course, dumb college boys are going to say that. I'll trust my daughter yeah. to make choices. I'll, and he puts on his hat and walks. So he lets it go for the first time in the movie. Yeah. He lets it go, uh, and that's his arc. That's that's the it's beauty. Great, of, yeah. You know, he he's learned something. Um, that's good writing. It's that's smart. Good. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, no, it works. works very, <laughs> very well. It works. So. Mm. Um, yeah, well, I mean, what, what do you think? I, I kind of appreciate how it did a decent job of making us care about some of the characters before they're attacked. Like, the, 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 sure. the, the ski instructor. Like, I thought there was yeah. just enough of a joke with her, like, sort of, like, uh, talking back to someone who was heckling her. There was just enough to, like, oh, she's yeah. kind of likable. Okay, that was kind of funny. And, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And I really liked, um, I, I think, the way they kind of do these setups where you don't ever actually see, like, the killer uh you know because it is a mystery and stuff and uh but i also think it, it does make it like extra creepy uh especially the scene with the woman at the diner i thought that was like uh you know exceptionally well done and um yeah i just like how kind of uncomfortable and awkward uh it was when you don't ever actually see the person she's talking to but yeah that was surprisingly know, the... intense so uh, the context yeah. for this is that she's sitting there with her young daughter and this man who's off camera just says hey can i sit here because you know the place is busy and it's like yeah sure yeah, yeah. sit down yeah. and he starts just making small talk and at first it's innocent enough but then he starts asking specific questions and i thought it was really notable that she really made a point of saying oh yeah me and my husband like that car to really emphasize oh i've got a husband like you know just to make yeah. sure the conversation doesn't go that way but then he starts saying like oh yeah the blue car is yours right i was like oh that's a bit creepy why does he know what car is and he <laughs> starts asking yeah. these questions and she goes up to the counter and asks to like you know speak to the police and stuff um and there's actually like a, there's like a junkie who has like a wolf tattoo who is like framed for the murder. Like the, the killer puts like some, you know, like a body part or something, uh, where this guy lives, um, and he has like silver as part of his like injections, which is maybe like kind of again to imply that he is the werewolf. Um, and I like when like uh yeah, so he basically like ODs, but they yeah kind of pin uh pin it on him, and I I like just how everyone is like. Oh well, obviously it would it was him. Like, how could you miss that? Like again, just like <laughs> berating the cops. Like, yeah, but to, but to be fair, uh, it turns out that John, in some capacity, was right, and I think that's why the metaphor yeah. works is because there is like a, just a person behind it all as well. Um, yeah, uh, but he does kind of figure things out. Uh, uh, as does Robson. Robson kind of like you know. It's, it's like you know the bit of evidence that was left with the survivor from the first crime kind of you know makes her realize who the killer is and she's sort of rushing over uh and it's actually it's really well shot because as he's running from the killer and then like she like shoots him and uh all the fireworks for new year's are going off because it's like new year's eve mm -hmm. uh so it's very pretty because you've got all the bright colors hitting the snow in the dark it visually is interesting i thought yeah i thought um it was uh 
I feel like you kind of seen this in, in other movies before where the where the like you know person who's chasing the killer is having like you know kind of like a heart to heart with them and then kind of makes the connection um but like I, I really liked how it was done here and then yeah just that kind of creepy tension between the two um because the, yeah the guy who he's like a taxidermist that the you know who the the guy that uh ends up being the killer and um yeah he's like so so tall but you never really see it before and um actually just when he has that kind of realization where he's like can you stand up yeah i was going to say it that like, was a genuinely creepy moment i think the performance from the guy who played the yeah. touchdowns is really good because he just kind of like good, his yeah. face goes very serious as he starts because he's, <laughs> he's sort of looking through the door because he's holding the door just slightly ajar at his front door mm-hmm. and he just kind of rises up you know mm-hmm. from behind the door frame and it's actually very effective mm-hmm. he's like seven foot five or something stupid like that he's like yeah. <laughs> he's like huge um but lanky then, like, you know yeah and then like i, like, I kind of love the you know reaction on like uh you know john's face when he you can tell he's like made the connection uh but i don't know th- there's also like a like it all it, it kind of seems like there's a reaction to where it's like oh crap like <laughs> i gotta face this guy now like you know it's like almost like a well, little intimidated keep, too but <laughs> keep in mind he does dive in the window he has to like run through the yeah. window again which actually we kind of glossed over the fact that after the whole like finding his daughter with the boyfriend so even though the daughter's mad at him oh yeah he actually goes and breaks <laughs> into the, the teenage boyfriend's house uh, and we just because he's wearing like a t-shirt over his face so that the yeah. woman won't know who it is and the woman's just like saying honey wake up there's some deranged man in the house yeah. and when when he gets <laughs> to the bedroom and he smacks the boy at least once like he falls to the ground because she's hitting them and he's like the, the, his shirt mask falls off <laughs> and she realizes it's the uh you know it's this the, the deputy the sheriff's son <laughs> and she's like you know why are you here but then she immediately because it's him she, she, she turns to her son goes wait what did you do yeah <laughs> like, I love it. yeah she just instantly turns like yeah. turns it on the son <laughs> like she's clearly not happy about this guy entering her house he's still on the wrong but clearly he's done something to really upset this this this, this, this yeah. cop so uh and then and it's very funny when they they both get uh pep- i forget is, does a mom pepper spray him yeah, or does he mom. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> he's holding the sun and she pepper sprays both of them because they're both facing the same way and then and then john goes to the fridge and pours milk over his face so when he goes to the hospital to visit his daughter his, his eyes are all red i didn't realize that's what you should do with the pepper spray but i guess it's uh the milk cancels it out or something <laughs> i don't know if it's i mean i don't know if it's specifically milk or just anything cold will do I, I, I well i feel like uh, sometimes people like drink or uh, will have milk with like um uh, for like spicy uh stuff i, I think kind of cancels it out so i don't know if it's specifically that that works or i don't know if that was just the first yeah. thing because he I, I assume he can't really see when he's, he's pepper yeah. sprayed so he's just kind of like okay this is a cold bottle right i'll do that's true too <laughs> Whatever he's anyway it's a funny visual of just yeah him pouring the belt yeah the, the movie's uh, constantly or... funny and like i said earlier mm-hmm. all the comedy like everything with him like assuring people or contradicting and saying that he's got stuff handled it all sounds like an alcoholic saying that they're good when they're not but they're, they're covering yeah. or they're or they're trying to uh you know present themselves as as being fine and everything's under control but it isn't you know yeah. it, it always comes across that way and it makes sense that maybe like he has issues are flaring up the idea that his his dad is close to death he's aware of that there's the stress that he may mm-hmm. have to like take over as sheriff um his his ex-wife wants to kind of abandon the daughter because she doesn't even show up to like see her daughter off to college at the end mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of stuff going on where he he doesn't quite mm-hmm. handle it so 
Yeah, and like this is all kind of stuff that, you know, for someone who's trying to maintain their sobriety, like these are like the times when you would want to just kind of mm-hmm. escape <laughs> with alcohol. So it's like everything is like just building to this uh test uh yeah for him to like you know maintain control and uh and again he like he doesn't do it (laughs) he he does uh fall off the wagon (laughs) and and yeah but one of the things that i noticed is that when he does fall off the wagon and he's clearly standing kind of drunk when Mm -hmm. uh robson comes in to see him she's like and it's it's when she says oh we caught him you know the you know the the, when they think they've got him because the junkie's uh been picked up and framed and I noticed that, you know, when he walks out to, to see this, that they've got the, this guy coming in in the ambulance, he walks out and he pours his drink out when he sees it. And I couldn't help but feel that, that kind of further reinforced the idea that the, the the police work is kind of replaced his alcohol. Like, and that, that, that's kind oh, of like okay. covering yeah. for that. And that's kind of what he fills his time with <laughs> and what he obsesses with to like keep him away from, from the other like vice that he has. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So it's yeah. become kind of a crutch, which is why at the end when he's not sheriff, he may, he may still be a cop, he might not be, but... The idea of taking on that extra responsibility was not a good idea for him. Uh, yeah. So, and even the idea that the, the, the new sheriff is the woman and she had to cut a hole in the back of the hat for her ponytail. <laughs> uh, it kind of ties into that theme of like, you know, uh, women paying for the, the, you know, finally, that's the arc of the movie is that finally there's a woman in charge to maybe like, you know, something yeah. different for a change. Maybe maybe some improvements can be made because it's not some... Yeah some egotistical man trying to make the calls uh yeah. at the center of everything so could probably also I, I mean i feel like maybe it's a bit more of a stretch because it's not like a focus but you could also uh you know make some like assumptions too about how um you know just because you're someone's son yeah you know, doesn't mean you, you're on you should automatically like you know take over their job oh sure or, yeah. or whatever like yeah like nepotism not necessarily a good thing um i think especially nowadays with like you know, I think like big businesses and like, uh, you know, even like the president and stuff like appointing their like fail sons and daughters to these like big important positions. And it's like, no, like they, why, why are we letting them do this? Like, yeah, let's actually have, you know, in this case, like the one person that actually seems to be good at the job, like, yeah, maybe they should be the one that's running things. Yeah, it's hard to fault the movie that much because, honestly, yeah. it's a character piece about the main character. He's constantly entertaining, whilst the entertainment factor is constantly telling us about the character arc, about who he is, mm-hmm. and about what his problems are. Everything is constantly being reinforced uh, in, in the comedy, in the plot, and all the elements. Uh, and then you have the extra themes of, of uh, you know, uh, not maybe not quite misogyny per se, but uh, certainly uh, uh, the feminist side to it. That, yeah all that stuff clicks together really well and it's told through a very specific lens that makes it all feel very <coughs> unified and feel like it's a, it's a vision that has a, a full idea and range of what it's supposed to be. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, everything works. <laughs> I, uh, another like scene I just remember to that that was funny is when they, uh, go to that one person who got like the phone call from the, uh, you know, the, the suspect or whatever. And he just like, grabs the phone and like takes oh, it as evidence. The end of the scene, yeah. yeah. And he, like he's I forget I forget exactly what he says, but something like, Oh, you better hope that like we can catch them, otherwise like it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Why is it my fault? <laughs> yeah, if you if you withheld a single detail it'll be your fault if we don't catch them. Yeah, yeah I think that's what he says. And he as he's grabbing the phone yeah. and wrapping the cord around it as he walks out. Yeah. yeah. And I just love like yeah that little yeah, like her little line after just like 
wait why would it be my fault <laughs> but i guess that's like another thing too you can kind of say like oh yeah he's like you know constantly blaming other people for yeah yeah, which is a very alcoholic thing. Like, oh yeah, no, I I, I, I should have caught this guy, but and maybe even more specifically, I mean, it's not. I mean, he blames a lot of men too, but he does blame yeah. his ex-wife for a lot. Even in his opening True. scene when he's yeah. talking to the AA meeting, he is he is talking about how his ex-wife's a piece of work and oh, you know, drives yeah. him up the wall. And here he's he's blaming this random woman for not like giving enough evidence. Um, yeah. But to be oh, fair, yeah. <laughs> he is a dick towards a lot of men in this movie too. It's not just women, yeah. but just to go with the other theme that we were talking about. Uh, it's always and, interesting and speaking of evidence too i like the scenes when he has to like bring back the evidence to uh the the like survivors mm-hmm. uh, which is just like uh you know funny like it's it's like sad but like also like kind of funny like the one uh lady for the you know the woman uh that was at the restaurant that uh you know unfortunately she died uh, along with her her child as well and then yeah he has to bring the stuff back to i guess like the you know remaining relative and you just see her like spit in his face which like shouldn't really be that funny except for like his reaction is so like afterwards where he's just like so like gross and like spitting out like it's so funny yeah yeah, because even that little montage because that's straight towards the end before he because it's it's when he's bringing back evidence to the taxidermist that he he sort of clicks that uh that he's the killer but uh like so it's like a sobering up montage which is why it's kind of sad when he, he accepts the drink, when the guy offers, you know, do you want someone yeah. else in that drink? Uh, and it, but he never takes a sip. It's notable that he never actually takes a That's sip true. of it. Yeah. Uh, so the temptation is there. And it's when he chooses not to give in to it that he then solves the crime and saves the day, which is, you know, mo- yeah. a, a movie thing, but it works for everything that the movie's doing. Uh, totally. So, no. It's a real movie, like, Tim. It's yeah. a real movie. <laughs> with good strong characters uh, and a story and a it's... point and a message and it tells it through every scene. <laughs> I mean I, I know that like we I, I feel like we do like tend to complain about uh you know, having to watch a, a lot of garbage, but I mean we do get good stuff every now and again, but um I don't know if, if it's been a while or if maybe we've just been like airing more on like classic stuff or or whatever but it it did feel very refreshing to watch a new movie that i i just completely adored because i feel like this year and and we're kind of talking before about like i I mean obviously this is going to go out later but like you know talking about if we even had enough movies to do like a top 10 in 2020 and i i feel like my takeaway was there's a lot of movies that like I thought we're okay that I didn't mind, but it was a lot of middling stuff, like probably a lot of sevens or so. Um, but man, it just felt refreshing to have a movie that to me just felt like it really knocked it out of the park. It, it was constantly entertaining. Um, you know, it, it looked great. It had good horror sequences, very entertaining characters. Like you said, it's about something like, it's like, Oh yeah, you can actually, you know, it, it's not just like a, oh, hey, we have, like, a very strong concept that we're just gonna, you know, have go along for the ride. It's like, oh, no, this is both funny, but also, like, actually saying something about the characters throughout the whole thing. And, yeah, no, I was <laughs> very happy with that. Yeah, I actually just looked up the director, because I'm like, you know, now I've, I've seen this, I'm kind of interested, and he's done oh, one, sure. he's yeah. done a lot of shorts, but the one feature length he did before this, which I think I saw a trailer for and thought it looked good, mm. uh, it was called Thunder Road. It's not a horror movie. Uh, okay. A police officer faces personal meltdown following a divorce and the death of his mother. 
Uh, I remember the trailer for this, I think, just from the, the, the poster here. I think I remember seeing a trailer. This came out in 2018. Uh, I may have to track this down and, and watch yeah, it now. I'd, I'd be interested in that. It is uh, kind of funny because the, the premise does sound <laughs> kind of similar. Like, is okay, it, another police break it, but police without, break it but, down. But without a werewolf this time, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I may have to track that down because uh, this was really good. So, Yeah, no, I would... Uh, I mean... Yeah, I don't know if he's interested in doing other horror, but I mean, I, this is just, I like this so much that anything he does is going to be on my radar now. Like, it, it will at least be worth checking out, you know? Yeah, he's uh, co-directing yeah. something called The Beta Test. Uh, sounds like a thriller. Interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. But we'll see. I assume there may be some comedy, though, given that both of his movies seem to have a lot of comedy in them. Yeah. So it would sure. make sense that that may continue, but uh, I think he does star in Thunder Road, too. It looks like him in the poster. Let me just double-check that. Yeah. <laughs> He's the, he's the lead. Uh, which honestly is just as big a selling point as his direction because I think he has totally, yeah. his performance and this is one of the reasons why it is so good. So, Well, yeah, that's a, one of the things I was saying and, you know, I was talking to my wife about this too is I I, I really appreciate uh, this comment. Uh, I, well, uh, back up. Uh, I, I feel like one of the reasons why this works is because, yeah, the comedy is like a little bit more subtle Um you know, not to the point where it's like you would miss it if you're not, you know, like paying attention or something. But it's just this would be such a different movie if you had like Will Ferrell as the cop, you know? Oh, God. Like, oh, oh, there would be. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying like, you know, and I don't and, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, yeah, you don't like, like him, but like I, I don't have any uh, like problem with Will Ferrell. It's just it would be there would just I feel like be like so much less nuance and subtlety to it where yeah like he he's just perfectly nails this character where he can do so much with like yeah there's like over the top yelling which is very funny but like yeah he can also just do a lot with um like you're saying the way he kind of resets himself and you know some of the funnier stuff is when he's calm as opposed to like you know the it, it's very easy to i think get a laugh when you're breaking down and screaming but uh, you know i think it takes like a lot of skill to also be funny in those other parts when you're not you know and the, there's mm. There's so much of that in this movie. Like, you know, there weren't like any parts where it was just like, you know, not entertaining or funny or interesting. Like, it, it was always doing something. Yeah. Uh, I did not like Will Ferrell. This is true. I have ill will towards <laughs> Will Ferrell. Ill Will Ferrell, as I call him. Uh, I mean, so... <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, if, if I think about it, I don't think I've maybe liked anything recent that he's done. But I mean, I, you know, I liked him for a time when you know, everyone liked him. <laughs> but not yeah, everyone i definitely would not definitely <laughs> would not want him in this movie though <laughs> yeah but no i i, I have uh, a plethora of nice things to say about this uh and it's not a traditional horror movie by any means um sure. but it's just a good movie so i would recommend people check it out uh, and if you've sat through the spoilers uh, it's still worth watching because the performance and oh, the way yeah. everything's delivered is still worth seeing even if you know where it's going so um there you go. I guess we'll rate uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. So, Tim, what are you giving that bad boy? Um, I think I'm gonna go. I'm definitely gonna give it a high score. I I'm thinking about an eight point five. Um, I I don't, I don't know though. I mean, I I could see myself watching this again, uh, in the future and maybe even rate rating it like you know a, a tad higher. But um, you know, sometimes you're a little more hesitant to go very high with newer stuff. But um. No, I, I think it certainly deserves at least an 8.5, though. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I think I'm going to go with a straight 8 for now. I think it's something that I agree that it might go up 
uh, as I see it more in the future. Because uh, I am interested in seeing it again because it was good enough to yep. warrant that. Because there's so many movies that I just never want to see again. <laughs> exactly. And it's not that they're bad. They're just, you know, they're fine. But... Yeah. Uh, so the same, like, with a lot of those, like, you know, stuff that's in, like, the six-ish, seven-ish kind of range, like, they're fine to watch. But, yeah, it's not always something that you like, oh, I want to jump back to that. Yeah, so... Uh, no, 8 out of 10 for me, for now, at least, uh, and possibly even more uh, in future repeat viewings, because I do think this one will hold up, as, especially mm-hmm. like knowing the metaphor from the start and really kind of <laughs> looking, at th- looking at it through that lens the whole time, I think, yeah. would even just add more to the, the experience. So, um, no, it's I really, a fun really, movie to a... recommend, too. Like if, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because it's not... I, I had seen some people talking about it, um, but, you know, it's not like a, a huge release, uh, so... This would definitely be a good one for, you know, when people are looking at recommendations and it's like, oh, have you seen this one yet? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there you go. If you made it this far into the review, uh, put the word, oh, hmm. <laughs> Dear. Um, just put the word Wolfman. Just put the word Wolfman in the comments. Sure. Nice and simple. <laughs> if you made it this far. Uh, Tim's going to pose for the thumbnail. So Tim, uh, here we go. Three, two, one. Pose. Why, why are you doing the sexy shush? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> uh, for everyone who's listening to the audio, that was a sexy shush. Um, so... I think it was a normal shush that you just thought was sexy, but... <laughs> uh, that was a sexy shush. I don't want sexy shush, but that's yeah, sexy shush. Sexy shush. Uh, <laughs> uh, reviews on IMDb from the users do seem mostly favorable. There's a couple of 2 out of 10s, though. Um... I can only, uh, I mean, this one says bad acting, especially Jim Cummings. The hell? <laughs> which I, I, I can't, I can't feel like I, I disagree more with a, a person than that. Uh, so how, how do like, you? I, yeah, I, it feels like that person probably, they like just totally missed the point of the movie. <laughs> I mean, uh. some people just think the character's flat. A lot of them are saying it's not funny. I, I, I mean, comedy's subjective, of course, so I can't really yeah. outright it's say that they're yeah. idiots, but they're idiots uh <laughs> i think uh, i i do think the uh you know trailer for this i i think is a good um judgment if you're gonna like it or not because I, I feel like the trailer oh, oh, represents t- the movie is there really like well. vacuuming going on in the background or something <laughs> what's, what's this noise that's my uh the what, what do you call it the litter box turned on <laughs> okay all right it has a yeah got one of those fancy schmancy self-cleaning <laughs> ones that don't really work but... it's become self-aware <laughs> yeah uh... <laughs> anyway, what you said tim about comedy oh, and no. stuff <clears throat> uh no i was just saying i think the uh the trailer for this is like a good um measuring stick if you're gonna like it because I, I think it represents the movie pretty well if you watch the trailer and think it looks intriguing and the jokes in the trailer work for you then you probably like the movie i would say yeah um yeah if you like the trailer i think you like the movie i think that's fair First statement. Um, so yeah, there you go. It sounds like kind of an obvious thing, but you know, it's not always. It's, it's not. All, yeah, it's not always true. It really isn't. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, really good movie. It's it's nice to yeah. have a, have a have a really positive one for a change. So yeah. there you go. Uh, excellent little movie. Check out the Wolf of Snow Hollow if you haven't. Uh, of course, we mentioned Patreon earlier. Patreon.com/slash/MailFestTV and liking and subscribing and commenting. All those things do help. 
so please go do that. Uh, also, follow us on uh, Twitter, at Screams Midnight, for updates and shenanigans and whatever stupid stuff Tim says on there occasionally. <laughs> uh, with his leprechaun and pro-boy agenda. Uh which I can't, I can't, I can't support in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but that Nothing is nothing wrong uh, with agendas. That is us, and uh, I think we decide this an episode you're not going to see until after this one. But uh, the first episode we record back after Tim's paternity leave will be Leprechaun <laughs> back to the hood, or back in the hood, whatever it's called. An extra stupid back Leprechaun to, movie. The hood, T H A, hood. The hood, not da hood. The the hood. Yeah. Okay, just so, just so we're on the same page here. Uh, so uh, that that'll be when you know that he's back and recording episodes again. Is that'll be the first one back? Uh, it might be the hood. I forget. <laughs> I don't know if people want to correct me. Oh, no, no, he doesn't know. He's a fake fan. He's a fake fan. He's not. He's not in any leprechaun movies. He's claimed he has been all this time. He wears his sexy leprechaun outfit at Halloween to pretend he's in a leprechaun. I'm a poser, a fake lep fan. <laughs> um okay uh but yeah that is us uh so thank you once again for joining us uh we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time